What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Kayfabe podcast. I am Mega Greg. And I am Dustin Dynamite. And tonight we are going to discuss some G1, talk about the points, who's got points, who uh, who is sucking it up, talk about some Raw and some Dynamite, and I guess a little bit of SmackDown and Rampage, but I didn't watch either, so I can't say much about them. I do the heart. I watch it so nobody else has to. That's you know what you're 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 taking one for the team. <laughs> SmackDown was actually pretty good tonight. Dynamite, uh, Rampage, meh. Well, what happened on since since those are fresh? Uh, what happened on SmackDown tonight? Well, there was a, a great. The main event was great. It was uh it was Gunther versus uh Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental. So it was Walter title. versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> yes, and it was a great fucking match. It was it was a. Uh, it was funny because they were talking about Shinsuke in the build in the like little promo before the match. They were like the king of strong style, and I was like, "Can you really still call him strong style?" Well, that match was very strong style. Like it was good, very good. Uh, yeah, that's what it was I thought very- Shinsuke should be. And the and the crowd chanted, "This is awesome!" And they actually were chanting, "This is awesome!" Because the match was actually awesome. So, well, the thing is, is like Shinsuke was a fucking mega star in New Japan. Yeah, but when yeah. I watch him wrestle, he doesn't really exhibit that strong style much anymore. At least I don't. Not that's because from what you I know. See. I don't think all those little bitches in WWE want him to. Well, Gunther, he come from Japan, so I guess he was like, "Let's fucking put on a on a strong Damn style right. match," and that's what they did. And it was fucking, it was a banger. I'm definitely gonna, gotta I'm definitely that. gonna have to watch it because it sounds amazing. That was a good match. Uh, but at, really, other than that, like. Uh, Scarlet came out and distracted Drew McIntyre, and he got beat up by the Usos. And then they had a match. What with, do you think of Karrion Cross with hair? I think he looks a lot better than when he was bald. Now really? I didn't know much about him, but I've now I've gone back and done some research on him since he debuted uh, last week. And yeah, he was a uh, he was kind of goofy looking. He he was yeah, he I mean, looks he like one of those bald guys him, that. That shouldn't be bald. I think he looks better with hair. What I like about Karrion Cross, especially from what I saw from him from NXT, is he he looks like someone who would be a badass. Like he he looks like a threat, just because yeah. of no, how he, he definitely carries looks. himself and everything. So yeah, they they dropped the ball with him the first time. I guess they're gonna gonna make it right now. Yeah, I hope Triple so H and Char. I mean, it, it, you can see it already in the in the shows that. Triple H is making changes, and I it, it'll be interesting to see what really happens when they get through the rest of these storylines that they were building before he took over. But we'll get into that when we talk to Raw. We'll talk about Raw. Well, hopefully NXT will get better and be worth watching again. But I don't know if I can. I don't know if I got the time for another wrestling show. <laughs> so honestly. much wrestling, dude. I mean, honestly, I, I will after the G one is over because, like I told you. Way back when, once the G one starts, I don't. Other wrestling is secondary to me. Yeah, because that's that's the most important event to me because it's it's basically my WrestleMania. So, but speaking of the G one, let's jump into that. Uh, so we're gonna go over the points here. I do this all the time on my streams. I always do an update of the points after the. Uh, like before each match and then after the matches and usually towards the end of the stream. But mine is going nothing like the actual. <laughs> well, actually, Part it fun. kind of is on some of the blocks, but some of the others, it's not. All right. So 
G1 Climax 32. You're completely caught up, right? Uh, I think I've missed, like, I think I'm, like, one or two days behind. But that's okay. You can spoil. All right. Well, uh, I mean, the matches are worth watching anyway. You know that. That's why I say you can spoil. So Okada's leading the A block with eight points. All right. Lance Archer trails him with six. Jonah has also got six. Jeff Cobb has four. Tom Lawler has four. Bad Luck Folly has four. And Toriano has uh, two. So basically, Okada's four and one. Um, Lance Archer and Jonah both lost two. Uh, Cobb has lost two, but he's still got a couple matches. Uh, Tom Lawler's, Tom Lawler's lost three. Bad Luck Folly's lost three. And Tom Yano's lost four. I think Okada will probably come out of that block. He is. I think he's actually going to probably beat Lance Archer and tie up that block with the next event. Cause I think they actually fight on the next one. I know they fight coming up soon. The B block, you got Jay white four and O with eight points. Yep. That's right. But right behind him, is his rival Tama Tonga four and one with eight points. Yeah. They're going to. So basically if Jay that. wins his next match, um, he wins the block. Yeah, he'll he'll win the block because Tama. I think Tama. I don't know if Tama has another match left or not. Yeah, because they all fight seven matches. So uh, Sonata was six and a three and two record with six points. Tai Chi two and two with four points. Chase Owens two and four with four points. Great Okan one and four with two points. I thought yeah. he won more for some reason. No, he only won one. He's lost every other match. But he's had he's had some good matches though. Yeah, like you were saying, that match with him and Jay White was amazing. Yeah, he's had some great matches. He just doesn't come out on top. How do you feel about Okan's style? Because he kind of has a weird style. I don't know. I like it. I like his, uh, and I like those fucking Mongolian chop things that he does. You you just like the scream he does before he hits him with it. (laughs) 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 However the fuck he does it. But I can't, I can't do it, but you know. Uh, Ish, believe it or not, Ishi is at the bottom of the B block with one and four record, two points. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be upset to not see Tai Chi in the G1 anymore because you know, funny. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you'll still get to see him. He's only had four matches, so wow. he's got at least three more. Well, good. C block has Zack Saber Jr. leading with eight points with a four and one record. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Three and two with six points. Naito's three and two with six points. Goto was three and two with six points. That's gonna be he, a tight block watch. That's oh yeah. The end. They're all gonna I be think Naito good. I think Naito's gonna finish it out though. I think it's gonna come down to him and Zack Saber Jr. That and, should be a banger of a match. Oh yeah. But um also Evil has four, two and three. Kenta one and three with two points. That's a fucking travesty right there. Poor Kenta. And Aaron Hanare, one and four. Do you watch the backstage stuff with Kenta? Yeah, how he sits <laughs> on the ground and he's always like talking to the. Always the, calls his... that cameraman fat and says every time yeah. he's every time he comes to an event he loses. And he always <laughs> has that fucking book. <laughs> oh yeah, he's promoting his book, man. Yeah. I don't know if I could read a Japanese book like that with it being backwards. It would be so weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to really understand the language, I think, to be able to do that. I mean, it, all it is, all it does, is reads from uh, right to left, left to right, right to right, instead of, yeah, yeah, left to right instead of right to left. But 
I remember we had a Japanese exchange student when I was in middle school and he was always reading books and I was just like, look, I'd look at his books and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so who do you think? All right. So you think Okada's going to take the A block? Yeah. Okada will take the A block. Jay White's definitely getting the B block. You think so? You think it's not going to be Tomatonga? You think Jay White's going to kind of win? I mean, I would love it to be Tomatonga, but it's got, it's going to be Jay White. I mean, I got Jay White winning the whole thing, just like you. So that's that's what I kind of think is going to happen too. Because um, out, out of all the people left who could win it, the only one of I mean, the only other one that would be a uh, a Gaiju would be um, David Finley. So either or David Finley, Zack Saber Jr., or Jay White. Yeah, but so, I think I think you're right about the C block too. With I think Naito will probably come out of that one. I don't know. It's going to be, or they might pull some like unpredictable stuff with them keeping it as close as it, as it is in that block. So I I think night this is Naito's redemption G one. So I think Naito is definitely going to come out on top because I mean it just it wouldn't make any sense to not make him win the block, especially since Zack Saber Junior. put him out and that's probably who he's going to have to face, but. Last year. Um, so it'll end up being probably Naito versus David Finley in the D and the uh, C and D block for the semis. You think, uh, so you think Finley's going to come out the D block? So you didn't say the standings for the D block. Oh, yeah. So D block is uh, David Finley is four and one with eight points. Yujiro Takahashi is three and two with six points. I did not realize he was that high in the, in the D block. Yeah, I mean, either. So I guess, I guess my, uh, my universe mode G1 is accurate then because Yujiro <laughs> leads <laughs> with 10 points in that one. Well, there but, you go. Uh, Yoshihashi, two and four with four points. You've actually been impressed with Yoshihashi. Yeah, I like Yoshihashi. He puts on some good matches. He man. does put on some good matches. I haven't been disappointed with any of his matches. My friend at work, Jay, hates his guts, though. <laughs> <laughs> he has an undying hatred for Yoshi- Yoshihashi. Well, he also loves AEW, so... This is also true. Uh, Shingo Takagi, two and two with four points. That's a big shocker. Yeah. Will Ospreay, two and two with four points. Juice Robinson, two and three with four points. El Fantasmo, one and four with two points at the bottom of the D. I didn't realize until the other day that El Fantasmo does commentary sometimes. Didn't realize that was him. Oh, he's great on it. I love him on commentary. There's always some guy with Kevin Kelly. I was like watching it. I'm like, and there's some guy always talking shit. And I'm like, who is this guy that's always talking shit about the wrestlers? And then I realized I was texting you actually when I was watching the match. And I was like, oh, that's fucking ELP. Like I realized like Kevin Kelly said something to him and I realized who it was. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's ELP. Well, that makes it even better. I thought he was just some like rando, like retired guy that was just talking shit about all the old wrestlers or all oh, the wrestlers no. that are still doing it. ELP's a dickhead too. That's why I like him. Yeah, he was. Uh, they they had a shot of him. He was like sitting next to Kevin Kelly, eating like pizza, drinking a beer, and like wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> That's what was funny to me is that they were doing the show and they were eating pizza the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's like that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck yeah, give me that job. All right, so before we uh, jump out of New Japan here, because you know. There's not a whole lot to be said other than just watch the G1 because it's epic matches every single night. But um, you did want to talk about the epic match between Will Ospreay and Shingo Takagi. It was, it delivered. It was everything I thought it would be, man. 
Like when I saw that on the card, I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot wait for this match!" And it and it fucking delivered. It was a banger. Probably my, fa- I think it's probably my favorite match so far of the G one. It was very good. I I liked it a lot. I don't know if I like it more than him versus uh, El Fantasmo, just because of how fast paced that match was. That one was good too, though. The pacing in that match was yeah, but it was it was damn good. It was far better than most anything else I've seen recently. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you one other thing because I think we've talked about this in the uh, the our group chat, but I don't know if we talked about it on the show about how horribly AEW did Zack Saber Jr. and how you've actually got to see the real Zack Saber Jr. in New Japan. I mean, honestly, they kind of did all of the New Japan guys besides Will Ospreay. Kind of, they didn't give they didn't they didn't give you their full potential. Yeah, because you remember whenever we watched uh, Forbidden Door, I told you that was a waste of Shingo. Yeah, waste. And of now, Shingo. and now you understand why. And he's like one of my favorites now. And, and yeah, Zack Saber Jr. I was not impressed with. I was like, okay. Like, Everyone, oh, like you okay. hype this dude up, and I'm like, all right. I mean, I was like, he's all right, but he's nothing like. He's not somebody that impresses me that much. And like you were saying, even Lance Archer is better in New Japan than he is in AEW. He gets wasted there. So so my my question is like, do you think these guys, do you think it's just the booking only in AEW or do you think AEW kind of keeps these guys on a leash? It's either that or maybe even it's the wrestlers themselves that are that didn't want to put their full potential into AEW where they could get hurt possibly get hurt and then be not be ready for the G1 that was coming up I honestly think when I see Lance Archer over there in New Japan he seems like he's having so much more fun yeah than he does on, on AEW so I mean and like and he gets wasted on it he gets buried because there's so many people on the roster there that yeah he ends up becoming this side piece guy that he's just a big burly badass oh look he's he's a big bad that's that's the story in general though with a lot of AEW. oh here's a badass you you should you know like him just because he's a badass yeah because he's big and strong (laughs) he's a wrestler and you should already know everything about him so we we do need to cover one more thing before we leave the g1 so what what have you what where do you think they're going with the uh interactions lately between jay white and will osprey uh, see, this is where it gets, this is why I think maybe Jay White is going to win the G1. I think Jay, either because Will Ospreay can't win it. He's mathematically eliminated. Right. So I think maybe they're trying to build it so that Jay White wins. And since he'll be able to pick his challenger, maybe he's going to pick Will Ospreay. Oh. And that would be your main event at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, man. That would be who. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. I would stay up late to watch that for sure. And, and like the past couple of years of Wrestle Kingdom, they basically had two title matches. Like the champions had to defend the, the title two times. Now, do you think they would drop that? They would make Will that Will Ospreay would drop the belt before his his U.S. title before he would fight for that belt, or I don't know. Maybe they're trying to make Will Ospreay be like a belt collector. I mean, he is the belt collector, so. He's got that Rev Pro. He's got yep. that North uh, U.S. Title. Championship. Uh, what? And we will get to see Will Osprey next week on Rampage or on Dynamite. Oh yeah, he's so. part of that trios tournament, so that should yep. be good. Him and Aussie Open. And so and, that uh, means 
That means this dude is flying to the U.S. to fucking do yeah. this event, and then he's got to fly back to New Japan to, to do the fucking. He actually U.S. wrestles in the U.S. a lot more than you'd think. He uh, he did an event like the the week, or like actually, I think it was a couple days before the G One started. He did an event in like Michigan, like an I bet, I bet his frequent flyer miles are through the roof. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> They're gonna be facing uh. The triangle, I think that the dark triangle, which is oh, uh, a death triangle with a death triangle, yeah, pack and uh, the lucha bros. Yep, pack will be in the United States with the belt, you know, that we haven't seen in weeks. Oh, it's about about months. fucking time. That's yeah. that, that's all right because you know who holds that belt in the WWE universe? That's me right here. This guy, my character, <laughs> yeah. he's the that's fucking right. all Atlantic champion. That's right, motherfuckers. Don't forget it. Submitted pack with his own move. Bitch. <laughs> All right, moving on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. So, so we I'll... got a we got the show open with like a recap of that Bailey, Eo Sky, Dakota Kai. Oh my, oh my, um, <laughs> fucking Becky Lynch bullshit. Do they have a name for that faction yet, or are they just? I don't know. I, I don't even care about it. That's the sad part. I'm, I mean, I like. I'm happy all three of those people are back. But I don't like what they're doing with them. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously building towards Bailey versus Bianca Belair, so just build that. Are they in the in that? Uh, I think yeah, they are. They're in the Dakota Kai the and the EOS yeah. guy are in the tag, tag tournament. Team tournament. Yeah. Then they Let me won ask you their a question. match. You, is Bailey hot or is she ugly? Bailey looks like a teacher, like a. Like a teacher I would have in high school. That's what she, she looks does like look to like me. a teacher. <laughs> Especially with that new hair. I mean, she's all right, but she's like, it's like, you know. Uh, she's, she's got a big badunkadunk. She does have a big badunkadunk. But like I said, she looks like a teacher or like a mom. But yeah, basically, they just followed up with that. A whole bunch of fucking people came out and they started all talking about this fucking tag thing that's coming up. So promoting that. By showing you all the women who's going to be in it in one fucking segment, <laughs> which I'm excited to see uh, Nikita Lyons and on not on NXT and on actually on TV. Mm. I don't even know who that is. I'll send you some stuff. All right, all right. <laughs> Next we have uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Angelo S- Dawkins. Yeah, he got it his shot. At, you know what, like. We were talking about how uh, Montez Ford is obviously the more talented of those two, but this wasn't a bad match, man. No, people sleep on Angelo Dawkins. He's not bad. He's just not. If you compare him to Montez Ford, there's no comparing the two because they have different styles. They're different types of wrestlers, different builds. But he's a good wrestler, too. He just Uh, gets uh, put in the background. Yeah, Seth ended up winning that match, of course. Uh, let's see. We had a backstage thing with the Miz and Champa talking about the the shit later. Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Did you see the segment where Kevin Owens just beat the fucking shit out of Ezekiel? Yeah, put and they had to take him out on a stretcher. Yeah. Was that even a match, or did he just come out and beat his ass? He just came remember. out and beat his ass. It was yeah. there was no there was a no contest. Yeah. And then they had that they had that weird stuff in the back with like that like. 
when he was so this out, so this he, is what I wanted to talk about. This yeah. is what I was uh, what I loved is they had so they were interviewing Kevin Owens in the back about what just happened, but in the background there was a car wrecked into the wall, and a bunch of the other wrestlers were kind of like trying to figure out like what happened with this car. Why is this car here? Who was in here? Yeah, and they were like, it was weird. So, well, I mean, we, we ultimately ended up finding out what it was, or I guess I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. So what ha- So then they had another segment after that where they were talking to uh, some, some of the women and uh, you saw a bunch of security guys run by. And then at the end of the show, you saw that it was the return of Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. A guy Which, who you have no idea who the fuck he is. I, I have no idea who he is, but the the little foreshadowing and the, the kind of Easter egg kind of stuff, I guess you could call it, was very reminiscent of the Attitude Era kind of stuff, storytelling. Well... Let me explain to you about Dexter Loomis. All right, Dexter Loomis is an NXT guy, and he, like, his gimmick is basically like he's, like, a weirdo. Like, he has this fucking cold stare that he does on everybody. Yeah. Like, they did this whole thing, this whole thing in NXT to where, like, he was terrorizing Johnny Gargano. Like, he would just keep appearing and, like, staring at him. Yeah, that's kind of what he was doing on, on the show, at the end of the show. So he's like his gimmick is I guess he's a crazy person. So <laughs> and he doesn't talk, right? I heard he doesn't he doesn't have any he doesn't he never speaks. Yeah, I don't think he's spoken, but I will I will say that uh he's good in the ring. Like he's not bad. He's his style is pretty decent. And he uh he does have the Stranger Things theme as his entrance music, by the way. Oh, okay. Well I'm interested. It, it's not. I mean, it's not actually the Stranger Thing, the Stranger Things theme, but it sounds very fucking close to it. Well, the, it's stuff like that that makes me look forward to watching Raw again. That's kind of what I miss about wrestling nowadays, and only kind of get that from New Japan now. Is I, it's like okay, I watch an episode, but I'm not like that crazy looking forward to the next week. But like this week, I'm like, oh, there's you know, I'm I'm interested in where this is gonna go. Like, where is this going? Plus the le- the uh, the quality of wrestling has already been better on on Raw and SmackDown. The quality of the wrestling has been better. However, they're still giving us stuff we don't care about, like Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor. I, I really think they're trying to they're going to clean those storylines once they get through those storylines. Instead, I guess they're just not going to scrap them because you don't want to do that. But I think yeah. once I think we'll see a lot more. I think we'll see better stuff once we get through these these storylines all that really happened in that match was finn balor won after the match ripley and balor stand and stand tall over dominic backstage because like she like pulled dominic out and he was all like beat up and shit so at some one point during the match it was weird yeah she. i kind of think that they're gonna do some angle to where dominic turns on his dad and joins them or some shit yeah that's kind of what everybody thinks that he's gonna he's gonna join the judgment day uh, we had a, t- a women's tag match, tag team tournament match qualifier, Dakota Kai and EO Sky versus Tamina and Dana Brooke. And, uh, and Kai and uh, Sky won. Kai and Sky won. Kai and Sky. Kai and Sky Pie. Kai Sky. Kai Sky Sky. All right. Bobby Lashley versus Tommaso Ciampa for the United States Championship. 
This was a good match. I actually did watch this match. It was a good match. It was actually very good because they're finally giving Champa the credit he deserves. Yeah, well, they finally got somebody that backs him up. So I would, I, I kind of wished he would have beat Lashley, but I understand why he didn't. Yeah, I was, I kind of thought maybe they spot. might do it, but, uh, but it makes sense to not do it. Don't push him too hard, too fast. No reason to do that. Yeah, Bobby Lashley ends up getting the win on that one with the hurt lock. The hurt lock. Uh, then we had a segment with Omos and Andrea <laughs> Guercio. So I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the results right now, and it says Omos versus two jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. He versus two jobbers, and he won. Squash match, basically. Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable was. Just whatever. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Whatever. Dolph Ziggler won. Good job. Good job, Dolph. Now, this, now, the, now, the main event was actually a really fucking good match. It was AJ Styles versus The Miz. We've seen it before, oh, yeah. but it it was it was a good match, man. Even though we've seen it before, it's still proved to be good. They This time, it was uh, no DQ, though. So No DQ. Yeah, it was a very good match. And we had the, the appearance at the end there with... With Dexter Loomis and the cops came and grabbed him and, yep, he did and arrested little, him, and he was staring. He was stare. staring at AJ Styles. So yeah, so that'll I be. Guess that means he wants to fuck him. No, he wants to fight him, not fuck. Oh, okay. Him. Well, I, I mean, it, it looked like a look of lust, not a look of. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe he's in love with. Uh, maybe he's in love with him. Maybe that's what Never that not. stare means that he does to everybody. Maybe he just wants to fuck him. Maybe it's his fuck stare. The sex eyes. We talked about this in the past. Yeah, maybe, the maybe that's his sex eyes. Uh-huh, Weird sex we eyes, but okay. Scary sex eyes. <laughs> but uh, overall, Raw was pretty good. I it you can definitely see you can definitely tell the difference in WWE with Triple H in charge. It's getting better. It's definitely getting better. Yeah. Like All I said, right. I, oh. I get more and more looking forward to watching WWE. Well, Dynamite is your thing, so. <sighs> All right. Talk about it. Let's get into it. So we get a our very first match is a coffin match between Darby Allen and Brody King. <laughs> yes, it and was. Much like Darby Allen matches, it was basically a spot fest and um, lots of blood. He hit the avalanche on him like, you know, within two minutes of the match starting. Uh the lamest, probably one of the lamest things I've seen in AEW so far was the announcer reaction to Sting appearing out <laughs> of the coffin. They literally like lost their fucking minds. They were like, and why? It's Sting! Oh my God, it's Sting! Like, like we don't see Sting pop out every fucking time Darby Allen's in a match. Or in trouble in some way. Right. He's always right there like it's like it it's like they replaced since jr started the show off it's like they replaced our special treat of jr with our special treat of sting in the first well you should feel you should feel privileged because you got to see sting okay cool uh brody king oh by the way a sting with new face paint yeah so i was gonna get into that so 
So, uh, so Sting appears, and then the House of Black appears. But what I wanted to talk about was Sting's face paint had the House of Black thing on his eye. So, do you think they're hinting at something? No, I don't. <laughs> I think it's just Sting's. Uh, he got sprayed in the face with fucking Malachi Black's mist, so now he's doing the fucking eye thing too. Like Julia Hart was pretty much, yeah. But Julia Hart joined the House of Black, so do you think that could happen, or do you think AEW would just be like, "Yeah, we're just gonna paint his face like that. <laughs> we don't do anything." Like I would that. like if they were creative enough to do that, but do I think that they are? No. Yeah. If anything, they should make Darby Allen join the House of Black. That would be the best thing for him. Oh, Darby Allen ends up winning the match. Uh, finally, uh, he won a match. He finally wins a match. He chokes. Uh, he chokes him with the uh, chokes Brody King with his own chain. I'm gonna then, say I fucking hated this finish. By the way, and then uh, he falls directly into the coffin. That's set up perfectly for him to fall. From being oh, hung from the don't, top. Don't row. leave out the fact that he fell into the coffin that he set up like that earlier. Yeah. Not Darby yeah. Allen, but Brody King. Yeah. So he I also wanted to talk about he moves it in, in place for him to fall into it later. Um I don't uh I, I've realized I don't really like very violent matches. Me like neither. these these I've bloody taste for them. Yeah, I just I, I I know a lot of people like them and that's your thing, that's your thing, but I don't know. When I see a a lot of blood and shit now, I'm just like, like Brody well, King was bleeding profusely from his fucking head. Like, here's the problem, man: is that J- Jim Cornette talked about this on his podcast once. It's fine to use blood in matches sometimes when it means something, but when you're doing it every fucking match or every other match multiple times a week, it doesn't mean anything anymore. At that point, it's not a big deal that someone got busted open because it happens every fucking week. Yeah, it's somebody. like it's like the AEW and thumbtacks for a while. Like it was like every mat, every there was at least one match every week that had thumbtacks in it. It's like okay, thumbtacks are like something you pull out in a pay per view, and it's like a big surprise. You know exactly. Do they, but they match. think, oh, this is a thing that was awesome on the pay per view. Wait, let's just give it to them for free. And uh, and Darby Allen, I mean, he his skateboard had fucking uh, thumbtacks all over the bottom of it, which is why Brody King was split the fuck open in the first fucking one first minute of the match i just I don't un- dripping blood everywhere and it was all over fucking darby allen it was just i don't know just i don't understand with the amount of injuries that they're getting lately why they wouldn't tone back some of the hardcore bullshit i don't know it's AEW. all right so after that we got a match that was actually really good i enjoyed it Anyways, was a tornado tag match between the Lucha Brothers and uh, Roosh and Andrade. I watched this match because you told me that I should. Even though it, at points it was kind of a clusterfuck because it was a tornado tag match. But I do have comments about Roosh and Penta both. All right, let's So, so my, my, my comment that I have about Roosh, I wrote this down on my phone so I wouldn't forget it. <laughs> Roosh looks like that Mexican you don't want to party with because he gets too crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like the party's going well and then Roosh comes in. You're like, fuck man, we should probably wrap this up, dude. Yeah. Every time he shows up, 
He's like the he, cartel member that's going to He always up, wants like, to fight somebody or <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And the the only thing I said about Penta is he changed his fucking name again. <laughs> he changes his name like every couple months. It's annoying. Because you know what I have to do? I have to go change it on fucking Universe now. He changes his name as much as he loses his mask in matches, which is every match. Yeah, but Roosh just looks like a dude you wouldn't want to fuck with to me. Yeah. He looks mean. He does. It's the hair. It's the hair, how it flies around. Whenever oh, yeah. Running well, I don't know if you noticed neither, but he, he fights strong style. Like his mm. his chops and his hits are hard. Everything he does is like 110%. And that yeah. dude, that that fucking move that he does, the that bullhorns move, that's that drop kick in the corner. My God, I actually when he did that, I actually went oh, because that was bad, man. I was like, oh, it looked like he got a whiplash. Uh, yeah, that was Ray Phoenix. Probably the best match of the night, honestly. Um, and then after that, we had uh, we had a segment with the Young Bucks. And they tried to get Adam Page to uh, to join them for the uh, trios tournament, and Adam Page turned them down. He did. He said that he's going to stick with the Dark Order and back them up because you know they were there for him when the Young Bucks weren't. Yep. So, do you think this is a way of t- kind of going from uh, turning the Young Bucks face and then turning them immediately back heel? I hope this is a way for them to finally turn the Dark Order into heels again, which they should be because they're called the fucking Dark Order. But they're goofy, though. They're all goofy. I don't. They don't it. have to be. Like John Silver is goofy. I like John Silver, but uh, I like the, the other... goofy stuff. But I like Dark Order better when they were like, they were still kind of goofy, but they were still like, like, like dark. Dark, goofy. dark. Yeah, they they still had a plan that you you thought, or they had a plan they were putting in motion. But now they're just fucking clowns. So, do you think the young bucks turn back heel now? Though, well, this was a way to get them back to not have have them have to be faces for too long. I hope so because I hate face. I, I don't really care for the face young bucks, but I mean, we don't have heels in AEW anyway. So, I mean, yeah, that's but. true. There's no such thing as a heel. All right. Uh, Actually, no, there is because they did boo Roosh and Andrade Elio uh, or whatever the fuck his name is. Elito. Yeah. So Andrade they were heels. Flair. They were true heels. They got booed. I'm shocked. Shocked. Uh, let's see. Then we had uh, Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh and Sanjay go to the ring and cut a promo about. Wardlow and tell Wardlow to come that they wanted one more shot at the belt or whatever. And then uh, FTR came out with Wardlow. Oh, you skipped over the Luchasaurus segment. Did I miss that one? Yeah, the jung- Jungle Boy came out right after. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I've, the Young I'm Bucks thing. Yeah, Jungle Boy came out after uh, the after the Young Bucks thing. Luchasaurus had another squash match, which I don't understand the uh how they're keeping him they they like changed to this black heel luchasaurus immediately turned him back face but kept his heel gimmick so have they really turned him face though all they did was made him i mean he's back with jungle boy but i guess there's still potential for him to turn again 
it's probably just lazy shit from AEW with them not. Especially since after the match, Christian Cage appears backstage clapping for Luchasaurus. So. Yeah, but then uh, then that breaks out into like a fight backstage. Uh, yeah, Jungle Boy attempts to attack him, but security holds him back. Yeah, and Christian gets away. And then, and then jo- Julia Hart, uh, after this, Julia Hart attempted to recruit Miro to the House of Black. Oh, was the Miro thing after that, too? I guess yeah. I missed that. It's not on here, but yeah. So she uh, <laughs> she grabs his beard, and he's like, he's like, only one woman's allowed to touch the Redeemer. <laughs> and you are yeah. not that woman. And uh, he l- looks like he's not going to join the House of Black. He's going to fight them. So his God Good. told them. His God told him that house of black is to be fought so he will be fighting fighting for the good guys the house of black okay then we had the wardlow thing yeah uh came out and beat him started beating on him then we had the ftr come out and help save wardlow and they cleared the ring of the the heels and blahdy blahdy blah yeah i i don't mind this feud between wardlow and jay lethal because at least it's, he's not just squashing people now, but I don't know. It's I. Uh, Jay Lethal's good, so I mean it'll at least be entertaining. Cuts good promos. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that big giant fucking Indian guy. Uh, he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he's like seven foot four, I think. All right, then we had Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo, who I don't really know who Aaron Solo is, but. No one does, so don't worry about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Ricky Starks ended up winning that match. Um, wasn't really. They called him Aaron Solo because this is the first and last time you will ever see this motherfucker. It's a solo oh. appearance. I, I would love Ricky Starks to get a better push. I'm. Ho- I really hope that they're gonna start doing more with him. But yeah, he's good, man. He's he's good all around. So. He's good on the mic. He's good in the ring. He's uh, he's still young. You though, know what's so funny maybe... is we're going through all this bullshit just to get to the end, which is the only thing anybody cares about. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even the best match, honestly. Uh, and then we had uh, and we had that bitch, my girl, Jade, Jade Hart, who is that bitch? Just so you know. Going against Madison Rain, which I did not know Madison Rain was a part of. Yeah, she's all, so uh, she had a match. Madison Rain is good, man. Like back in the day, she was awesome. She had like one a yeah, really good princess gimmick. Um, cool music, and plus she was hot. She still kind of she still is. I mean, honestly, uh, it was actually a good match because Jade Cargill's pretty much just had squash matches up to this point. She actually had to wrestle in this match. Some people were talking shit about her wrestling ability, but Cargill, people forget that she's only been wrestling for like two years. So, I mean, yeah, she's not. And and honestly, like the competition that she's up against, this is really, honestly, if you think about it, probably the first real wrestler that she's faced, a real experienced wrestler anyways. But uh, well, we had some, she, she ended up winning the match, but we did have something happen after the match. Yeah, Athena, who was disguised as a baddie, attacked as her. one of the baddies. She was disguised as a baddie, and uh, yeah. So, and they've kind of been building that for a while now. So, I'm I'm curious if they're gonna be if Athena's gonna be the one to beat her. 
I think it was good. Probably so. I think it was going to be Statlander, but she is hurt, unfortunately. She, uh, I think she tore her ACL. I know it's something with her knee, and she's going to be out for like a significant amount of time. Well, after that match followed the AEW Interim World Championship match, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho, the Lionheart. Yeah, the Lionheart Chris Jericho. And he was doing all the Lionheart stuff. So I said this wasn't the best match of the night, but it was a good match. Um, the, uh, of course, Moxley started bleeding within 30 seconds of the match. Uh, Cause you know, dude can't ever rest. With his face. Uh, it was a, a good match. Good back and forth. Uh, it was, de- it was a decent match. It wasn't horrible, but of, of once again, we got blood fucking less than two minutes into the match. I did notice though, and I don't know if a lot of people notice this because I don't really. I a lot of times when it goes picture in picture, I kind of stop paying attention because it's like Me a too. little picture. But I was for some reason I I was watching it. I guess because I was invested in the match, and basically Jericho holds Moxley in the walls of Jericho for the entire commercial segment. <laughs> they never <laughs> did anything. Else. He just held him in that the whole time. <laughs> so. I don't know if you noticed this. I, I, I'm pretty sure you had to have. The finish of this match was a fucking disaster. Yeah. Like, did you see the segment to where they were on the ground and it was almost like they were confused and they didn't know what to do with each other? Yeah. With the yeah. submission stuff. I'm like, I'm like, what what are they fucking doing? I was like, these guys are both professionals. This shouldn't be happening. Well, he, Jericho put him in the what's the modified version of the it's the, it's, it's the elevated. They call it the lion tamer. It's the elevated the walls of Jericho. Yeah. And then he reverses the lion tamer. And then he like go. Yeah, he, he goes for another. Like I don't know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was weird. It, it looked weird, and the recovery from it wasn't good. Like they kind of just hit a standstill. It's like they were confused as to who was going to lead to get him out of this shit. And honestly, I was like, I. I thought the finish was stupid. I was like, I, all that to just get for Jericho to just get choked out was just yeah, like, and tap. I was like, all right, whatever. And uh, so your so winner the, and still interim AEW World Champion John Moxley. Wait, but wait, but wait. We can't ever have an ending to AEW without a run out, though. Oh yeah, because after the match, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager attack Moxley. Then Claudio, Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, Wheeler, Yuta, fucking all the Jericho Appreciation Society, some other guys in the back room who didn't even need to come out, but they did anyway. Everybody fucking came out. Everybody. But then we get the return of fucking CM Punk. It is about fucking time. Because God, please save AEW right now because I'm this close like not watching it anymore dude i was texting you when i was watching it and actually i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna read the text that (laughs) i sent to you because it's it's kind of funny i think i sent that uh as an actual text where the fuck is it I know it was something along the lines of like, it's like I'm about to turn this shit off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said. 
Oh yeah, right here. I was like, I was like, if Excalibur mentions Mexico one more fucking time, I'm turning this shit off. I forget which match it was during. Yeah, I think it was probably during the. Uh, it was probably during the. Um, the freaking uh, Andrade match. No, it wasn't. It was during the Jericho match because he kept talking about how Jericho's wrestled in Mexico and Moxley hasn't, and he said it like fucking twenty times. It was. Because that's what it was. I'm like, if he mentions Mexico one more fucking time, I'm turning this shit off. Because it was driving me nuts. And you told me to. He told me don't turn it off, just mute it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is me watching the end of that match. I said, man, AEW is so dumb. That was while Jericho was getting choked out, and I knew he was going to tap. And then the runout happened, and I said, can you guess what happens at the end of the title match? And then I said, never mind. I take back what I said. The end was awesome. But only because CM Punk came back. That yeah, exactly. All. That's the only thing reason why. And him and Moxley, they they do a standoff in the ring and they flip each other off. Well, actually, Moxley just flipped him off, right? Yeah, Moxley flipped him off and walked away. So hopefully, I, I am now. I am looking forward to seeing what happens when uh, Punk comes back. And I, from what I've gathered is that Punk's foot is not actually 100%. So I don't think... He's hopping Lashley, around on it, though. I don't think we'll see him in action until All Out, which is okay with me. Yeah, it's fine. As long as he's on TV. As long as he's on TV and they're doing a build for the match. I'll be interested to see where this goes with Mox, though, because Mox has all, pretty much just cut promos since he got that belt about how much he loves wrestling and how he'll die for it and, and how tough he is. And how and, he'll fight anybody. Yeah, and it's like, okay, all right, well, now it's time for you guys to like actually show your skills on the mic. So hopefully, because I was saying, Jer I was thinking Jericho should win the belt because it would be a better back and forth between him and Punk because both of them can be on the mic. Both, both of them are good on the mic. It but. would, but I, I understand why they didn't do it because like I told you, Mox and CM Punk is a more intriguing thing right now because they you know mox mox is mox is gonna be like a anti-hero kind of deal in this whole ordeal or maybe they'll make punk that way I, I wish they would do punk that way but they might but i think they're if the rumors are true about mjf they're gonna keep they'll probably keep punk as a face what are the rumors about mjf that he's gonna come. That he's gonna return after all out, or at all out, or after all out. At all out. What about Kenny Omega? What's uh, our status on it's him? They're saying November for him. So, so we it, could see th September though. I mean, he could so make it. Before we uh, before we head out of here, there's two things I want to ask you about. Right. Lately, you have not been very happy with AEW fans. Yeah, it's because, and especially if you're a, 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 so I run our TikTok. And so if you're active on WrestleTalk, we call it, it, you can't ever fucking say anything bad about AEW. And it's like, you know, I like AEW. I, I watch it every week and I don't watch it because I have to. I watch it because I actually like the product, but I'm not afraid to sit here and say that this is, this was trash or this wasn't good or like there was a whole fucking debacle about uh, the rampage match between Moxley and and 
Mance Raider or whatever the fuck his name is. And that's the problem, man. I understand people are excited. There's a new wrestling company that's trying to battle WWE and stuff like that. But they're not fucking perfect, and they make a lot of mistakes. And you got to point out those mistakes, or they're just going to keep happening, and the company's going to flop. And it's okay to say something bad about the the company. There's yeah, a, maybe they'll fix it then. That's it's called constructive criticism. Yeah, I'm not even bashing it. It's just like it, there's some stuff that just doesn't make sense, like fucking Moxley fighting that fucking no name dude that won a battle royal in the Ric Flair's last match that not that many people watched, and people were like, "Well, who the fuck is this guy, and why should I care?" And everyone's like, "It's fucking do 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 do." You should just Google it. No, I shouldn't have to fight. You should never have to Google a wrestler fighting in a championship fucking match. Should There's never have some. There is, there is also something else that really bothers you about the AEW fans. What's that? That they will chant, this is awesome for fucking anything. They'll chant, this is awesome for JR coming out for commentary. <laughs> I mean, there was probably three this is awesome chants on Dynamite. You know how many, you know how many this is awesome chants I heard uh, this week on the WWE product? One. One. And it was, a f- and it was fucking garnered because that match... That's definitely the best match I've seen this week, besides Osprey and Shingo. So definitely go back and watch uh, SmackDown. But yeah, I mean, just like chill out, man. Like I get it. Yes, it's exciting. That's why I like AEW because it's something different. It's exciting, but dude, they fucking make a lot of mistakes. The show is a shit show half the time. Rampage doesn't make any sense, and. That's yeah. my biggest issue with the AEW product because I'm definitely like if people want to complain about how critical you are of it, then they don't want my fucking thoughts because I'm very critical of it. And it's all deserving, man, because they fuck up a lot. They do a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. I've been watching wrestling for fucking over 30 years, so I, I yeah. know I'm not I, I'm not going to go out and call myself a fucking expert because I'm not, you know, I haven't ever worked in the business or anything like that. But I generally know how it works just from my time watching it. So, yeah. I, I mean, I know what's good. And I know what's not good. I can typically predict where it's going, how they should do an angle. I even sometimes do my own fantasy bookings. Right. It, it, it's you got to do stuff that makes sense, man, because the dropping a storyline fucking one week after you start one throwing together random matches that don't fucking make sense. You're not going to bring in like hardcore, pe- hardcore fans that way. You're just going to continue to have nothing but the Mark fans. Marks that- and, and you'll, and you'll turn away casuals too, because casuals aren't going to watch people that, like I was saying, like the Moxley Mance match. Nobody knew who that fucking guy was. I did not care about that match. And you know what? I didn't watch it because I didn't know who it was. And I don't give a fuck. The thing is that you need to understand is you chant this is awesome for a match that you're going to remember and tell your friends, man, you got to watch this fucking match. A match that might actually live up, you know, that people come back and watch 10 years down the road, five years down the road. Yeah. A lot of these matches that are getting these chants in AEW don't deserve it. <laughs> or it's like, right. Or, you know, maybe if the match is like a good back and forth or something like the like the women's match last week. Like they chanted, this is awesome for that. Cause I mean, the match was a good match, but I, mean, I don't know if it needed an awesome chant, but it was a good <laughs> match. It was intense. And you were like, you didn't know who was going to win. So I could see it then, but there's a lot of times where it's just like, okay, calm down, calm down. AEW fans, calm down. It's not that great. I, when I watch them in the crowd, like when I just like pay attention to the fans, 
I just get mad. <laughs> they, they, they're so invested, and I don't understand I mean, why. Talk now that are so aw like ah, where I just go because uh, I don't care. I don't. I don't want to hear what they want to say because their opinion is way too biased. It's like okay, I don't care. It's not that great. It's good. It's good. I watch it every week, but I don't intend. The thing about AW is I don't. There's rarely a time where I'm like, man, I can't wait for Dynamite. Can't wait to see what's going to happen on Dynamite this week. Now this week I am because Punk came back. But there's, it's been. Yeah, a, I'm, I'm definitely going to be more interested now that Punk came back. It, it's been a long time since I was anticipating a Dynamite. So. And you know what. In AEW's defense, I will say that they do have a lot of their star power out on injury, so that is hurting them. But at the same time, just start building somebody else. Don't just fucking do shit that doesn't make sense because you don't have your stars. It's like, let me read that quote from Jim Cornette that I sent you today. It was fucking spot on. He said, God, we talk a lot on this thing. Yeah, we do talking about the interim title he's got one of the biggest names in professional wrestling cm punk as your AEW champion he gets an injury so instead of stripping him of the belt you decide to create an interim champion with the thought when punk is ready to go that they will reunite those titles that's a surefire story in any kind of combat sport can't miss fucking angle and they missed it and they did because they put the title up every fucking week against nobodies daniel garcia and fucking some guy you've never heard of that fought Ric Flair once, and yeah, exactly. And and Just... you know what? I'm with you on this, dude. Those fucking fans that want to go on talk about, oh, go watch the indie stuff because people say that to me about Dan House, and they're like, oh, well, go watch him wrestle, and you'll change your mind. No, I won't because I don't fucking care to even go watch his old shit. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, I like Dan Housen, but I like Dan Housen because I've watched him on AEW now. When I first saw him, I was just kind of like, well, this guy's weird. But I didn't go Google him because I didn't care that much. But I do like him now because they built him up. You know who I go and Google? A wrestler that I find interesting. Yeah. That's what I go and Google. Like, when I first learned about Kenny Omega, I went down that rabbit hole, man. I was like, ooh, I want to go watch some of this dude's older stuff. And I did. Some of it I was kind of like, okay, what the fuck is he doing? Why is he wrestling a sex doll? But, you know, we'll (laughs) we'll ignore all of that. (laughs) Man, they do some weird shit. Why is he wrestling a 10-year-old girl? And, you know, they could have, and the guy, the Mance guy, they could have put that guy in a match in AEW that wasn't for a belt. And every, and nobody would have said shit. They, you know, they put people, they do that all the time with people in AEW. They, they get them from Impact and AAA and stuff and put them in matches. That's how you build somebody. You don't fucking say, hey, this guy is fucking fighting for the interim AEW title. Like, this what is the what fuck they, is this that? is what they need to do, honestly. They need to have ROH as like their developmental company, like NXT is to WWE. Yeah. Move move all those guys who aren't quite ready to be on Dynamite yet. Throw those motherfuckers in ROH. Let them build themselves up, become something decent. Then you bring them over to Dynamite. They'd have to get another TV deal for that. I don't know. With the radar no, ratings, just, no, you just scrap Rampage and you make that ROH. I mean, they. I mean, they could do that, honestly. Or, or you just make ROH their exclusively online show, like they do with Dark. Yeah. I mean, they could do it. They got the fucking money. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, they have unlimited money. All right. Well, that's that's all I really got to say about um, 
No chat this week, man. I know. Well, I mean, we're on kind of late, and it is Friday, so. I mean, we still usually get people in the chat. It's weird. But, uh, all right, well, if there's nothing else, then uh, keep it k That's right. We'll see you next time.